At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into the VSIN Bet Center, hour number three of the program here. I am Brady Cannon, live from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, and my partner James Salinas is along via Denver, Colorado. And James, we've got some baseball going to first pitch here in about 10 minutes from now. And a couple of good-looking games, one up in your neck of the woods there, the Los Angeles Dodgers visiting the Colorado Rockies. Los Angeles took game one of this series. They are undefeated on pace to win 162. And they just might, this Dodgers team. Uh, The Rockies, we talked about uh, Trevor Story being shipped off. Of course, last season it was Nolan Arenado. Uh, But a good pitching matchup. I like the looks of this one. Tony Gonsolin against Herman Marquez. Uh, The Dodgers opened as minus 160 favorites with a total of 11.5. And And your Rockies are taking the money. Currently at minus 145 now the Dodgers are favored. The total has remained unchanged. And maybe it's a bet on Herman Marquez. Now he's the ace of this pitching staff, if we want to call it that here in Colorado, for this Rockies team. And and he pitches well. He knows how to pitch in Coors Field. He's, what, seventh season now here coming up through the system here for the Rockies. He knows how to pitch here in Coors Field. But, you know, I think for for me, again, it comes down to these pitchers getting their arms stretched out. How far are these guys going to go? I don't want to deal with anything with the Rockies bullpen. Honestly, Brad, I don't want to deal with anybody's bullpens at this point this early in the season. But, 
I don't know when the Dodgers will actually have to get to their bullpen. If you think about Tony Gosselin, I mean, he has been, since he's come, has made his debut back in 2019, he has the second best ERA among starters during that time, only behind Jacob deGrom. So he's been tremendous coming over for once he, once he started with the Dodgers, you know, just a few years back and, Going into Coors Field, he's pitched there before. He's had some success. hadn't had a whole lot of a whole lot of innings there at Coors Field. It's a perfect day here. It's beautiful weather out here. This it's about seventy degrees, no wind whatsoever. So, uh, but I think as uh, it's not going to carry as much as it does during the summer. Will the ball out of the ballpark? So it'll cool I off at night at, a little, right? It does, yeah. yeah. And and I, and I looked at it and said, well, maybe I get involved with the total. The total was six and a half for the first five. When do you ever see six and a half? That's crazy. For first, yeah. I know, a six and a half first five because I didn't want to deal with the bullpens. And then I thought better of it, even though I, I do like the pitching matchup and I really do like uh, Marquez here at home. He's a competitor and he knows how to pitch, like I said, in Coors Field. But just it's their first start. And I just don't trust. We were talking about this earlier with Derek Carty. You know, yesterday's game, I haven't haven't had a chance to look through today's games, but in Friday's games, 12 games yesterday in Major League Baseball, uh, there was a rain out and not everybody was scheduled. But of those 12 games, of those 24 starters, only 18 starters went over five innings. It was five innings or less for what we're talking, 75% of those starters yesterday. So that's pause for concern when we're looking at trying to play totals right now. So no play for me in this game. James, you know, it's interesting, and the more that we talk about this, the more I start, you know, the wheels start to turn about betting baseball this year. Do you think maybe there's something? I I was typically going to wait maybe another five days, just kind of get a feel for this. But, you know, with this shortened spring training, and you talk about how short these starters, what kind of short leash they were on. Was Was it the fact that they got in trouble, or is it a pitch count? Is it a combination of both? I mean, it's certainly worth taking a look at, but... With this shortened spring training and, you know, their training being cut back as far as, you know, getting these arms stretched out and getting into game shape, if you will, might might it be best practice to wait another 30 days before we start (laughs) betting baseball? It might. They may have to take these first couple weeks of the season and treat it, at least for the pitchers, not only the starters, but also the bullpen. as if this is spring training and put them in some positions where they may not be maybe for the starters. Yeah. You're going to be on a, a 75 pitch count, five innings, that type of thing. It, it, you know, you really have to dig in and you'd have to get into each team and find some of the beat writers and those types of things that can talk and speak to those to, to said picture of what they're looking for, for this upcoming start and how their spring was, because it was just such an abbreviated spring training. And you knew that they couldn't come. So it wasn't like it, they could even come and, and work together in the off season. You were, completely eliminated from going to any kind of to go into the same go into any uh, any kind of collective kind of workouts I mean everything was shut down it's the, hence the word lockout right so nobody was able to go out there whatever they were doing they're doing it on their own so I, I do I, it's pause for concern for me the other part too is for somebody that typically is an underdog better and an under better uh, especially in the National League well we don't have the pitchers hitting anymore well how is that going to impact and are these, these pitchers with- ready to be dominant? You know, that, that right. goes into what we're talking about, too. Is the pitching ready to shut down these hitters early in the season? Like you say, if you're an underbetter, maybe this is kind of a dangerous time to do so. It could be. And now you have the DH in the National League. And for some of those teams that really excelled on their bullpen and they love to mix and match and double switches and, and get in there and be a baseball manager. I'm kind of it's honestly it's I'm. 
it's unfortunate that's gone. I, I agree with that you. Part I, of the game. I'm a, I'm a senior circuit fan myself. I am too. Yeah, and just the the strategy that comes in with that, right? And pitch, totally having totally. managers have to think more than just one batter ahead. Mm-hmm. And you've got to be thinking a couple innings ahead and looking at the matchups and what that might look like if my, now we're into the pitcher spot. All those types of things you're going to see lend. I don't know, does anybody even play get him on, get him over, get him in? Do we ever hit behind runners anymore, Brady? Do we bunt to move guys over? No, those those days are gone. And now with having the DH on both sides, now you're not going to have that out anymore that pitchers can kind of rely on or the sacrifice, that type of thing, to move guys into scoring position that a lot of times the pitcher would, would supply. Um, it's just going to be a different game. So I think for me, I've got to take some of this into assessment. Yes, the shortened spring training, but also now the doing away with the, the pitchers hitting in the National League and having the DH on both sides. Not only for me as a sports player is going to have to adjust. I think the obviously the managers, especially those National League managers for sure, have to adjust how they used to manage before uh, because it's it's going to take maybe it takes them some time to have to acclimate to that. The uh, Dodgers taking some late money here uh, up to minus 150. Uh, pretty much consensus. Yeah, consensus here in Las Vegas. Uh, when we started the conversation, they were at minus 145. So the Dodgers Taking a little money here on the road as a good-sized road favorite. Uh, Let's get to the next one here. Down in the desert, the San Diego Padres taking on the Arizona Diamondbacks, and they have split their series so far. They played both on Thursday and Friday, one game apiece. This will be the third for the Diamondbacks hosting the Padres, and this one will be Zach Davies hosting, uh, hosting Joe Musgrove. San Diego opened as a minus 160 favorite here with a total of nine and a half. And those numbers are basically unchanged. I'm seeing consensus number here in Vegas, minus 155. Still some 159s, 158s, even a minus 160. So maybe just a trickle of money on the snakes from Arizona and really no change in the total at all. Uh, I really liked Joe Musgrove last season, James. And and I think... I told you that I thought Bob Melvin would be a great addition for the San Diego Padres. And one of the reasons that they really faltered down the stretch is that pitching staff was so overworked. That bullpen was so overworked uh, when they got into the latter half of the season. And I'm trusting that Bob Melvin will be able to manage that better uh, this year and this year's campaign for San Diego. And, And Joe Musgrove certainly is absolutely one of his horses and, you know, I, I can understand why they're a road favorite here at Arizona. I don't expect a whole lot out of the Diamondbacks this season. But thinking about Melvin managing his pitchers, he did that the first two starts for the Padres. They had no hitters going. Think about you, Darvish, in his first start. Six innings pitched of no-hit ball. Last night, Shamanaya coming over from Oakland. He had seven innings pitched of no-hit baseball, but both pitchers were pulled. We go to the bullpen. Hey, we got to stretch the arms out. We're not looking to try to go chase a no-hitter here on the first game of the season for you. And the fact that we had a short spring training spells that and they now you think about Musgrove well it took him the second game of the season last year to throw his no hitter last year against Texas was completely dominant and I do this is a great starting pitching staff for the San Diego Padres and now with Melvin having to manage these players it's going to make it's going to to your point Brady it's going to make a huge impact here for the Padres how far do we see 
how far do we see Musgrove go? Yeah, not going to go nine innings. He won't be chasing a no hitter. We've based on the last two games, and well, I think for the Padres, even if they do have that and they have a no hitter going, and they pull Musgrove out, I don't think we'll see reliever Tim Hill going into this game. He was the reliever that came in both after Darvish and Mania and gave up to the first batter in both games a lead a lead off hit and to ruin the no hitter for their collective pitching staff. So maybe no Tim Hill tonight on the mound for the Padres. Yeah, no Tim Mound on the hill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's look at some scores here. The uh, Florida Panthers on top of the Nashville Predators, two to one now, and just underway in the third period. Your in-game total is at five. Major League Baseball, the Atlanta Braves are on the board in the second inning, taking on the Cincinnati Reds, leading the Reds two to nothing. The Braves trying to make it two wins in a row over Cincinnati. Your in-game total at nine and a half there. And the Washington Nationals and the New York Mets still scoreless. They're in the bottom of the fourth inning in the nation's capital. And how about your in-game total here, James, all the way to five uh, in the fourth inning, uh, anything that you would want to do as far as taking an over on an in-game five? I mean, obviously you've got at least five innings of baseball left and this total to begin with was at nine and a half. Well, you, and you still have bullpens, bullpens were for both teams. And again, getting barely getting out there. And we saw it all season long. How many games did we have? Did you have, I know I had plenty of games going into the ninth inning and you got to get a full 27 outs because bullpens were just dumping games left and right. We've already seen it the first two nights of major league baseball. So yeah, maybe that's the spot to get in. I'm not going to get involved with it. I don't even know where these bullpens are at for either of these teams, not a play I'm going to make. The Memphis Grizzlies really pounding the New Orleans Pelicans. 136-96, to a 40-point advantage. The in-game spread is 38.5. Your in-game total, 255.5. Five minutes left to go. Still five minutes left to go in this ballgame uh, between the Grizzlies and the Pelicans. We'll talk some NBA in the next segment with our man, Jonathan Von Tobel. We've got a couple more contests on tap. We'll preview those with JVT, the Golden State Warriors at the Spurs, and the Kings at the Clippers. We'll be right back with more of the Bet Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. (laughs) 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is indeed the VSIN Bet Center. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you here on a Saturday evening, 515 Pacific, 815 Eastern. And it's time to begin a little NBA talk with our man, as promised, Jonathan Von Tobel, our NBA expert here at the network. You can hear his podcast, Hardwood Handicappers, and on Sunday evenings, his live show, Hardwood Handicappers. Also, Monday through Friday with Matt Humans on the edge, 1 to 2 Pacific, 4 to 5 Eastern time. And you can follow him on Twitter, at me, JVT. John, great to have you on. And this is, uh, I know for James and I, the most exciting time of the year of the NBA. We're not huge regular season guys, but we're basically finished with that regular season and ready to get into playoff mode. I want to ask you about these games that are tipping off here pretty quick. The Warriors at the Spurs, both of these teams are involved in the playoff picture in the Western Conference. The Golden State Warriors opened up as six and a half point favorites. Your total at 219 and a half. We've seen a little bit of action on the under. Looks like 218 and a half is now the consensus number. Still six and a half, the consensus number in favor of the Warriors, John. But some sevens are popping up, including right here at Circa. Do you have a play or an opinion on this game tonight? No, I mean, these last like two days or so, Brady, uh, unless there's something, because this these last few days, they take on the shape of the preseason, right? Whether it's football or basketball, it, it's about information. It's about uh, how teams are going to take certain games. Now, I think a team like Golden State, at the very least, you can count on them taking this relatively seriously because they're trying to stave off the uh, Dallas Mavericks. Mavericks can still surpass them in the standings uh, because they hold the tiebreaker, so they finish with the same record. So they want to continue to win out. They, they still have a half-game lead only over the Mavericks. So I think you're going to get something good here, or at least from an effort standpoint from Golden State. The problem is the Spurs have been playing incredible basketball, despite the fact that DeJounte Murray has missed the last few games. He's going to be out again here today. They come in on a five-game cover streak. They've covered eight out of nine as well uh, to make their way into this play in which they're in right now. 
So out of the two teams, really, the only team that has something to play for is Golden State. And I think when you get to these games, you guys, as you guys well know, especially when you get to the NFL uh, in that Week 17 situation, motivation also means that you're paying a tax on the team that has the motivation. So I think, for me, it would be Spurs or Pass in a game like this. JVT, let's look at the standings now. Let's stick in the East. And we know, for the most part, everybody is playing tomorrow. Not a whole lot on the line for most of these teams. Everybody knows who's going to be in the playoffs. That's just a matter of potential seedings. And I'm looking in the East, and I'm looking at the Celtics and the Sixers. With the Sixers win today over the Pacers, now they are in a tie with the Celtics sitting at 50 and 31, jockeying back and forth for that third and or fourth seed there, depending on what happens tomorrow. Does it matter? Do either of these teams matter? I know there was some talk about Philadelphia and maybe having some guys that are not uh, that are unvaccinated, and if they ended up having to play Toronto, that might be an issue for them. Do you think that's motivation enough for the Sixers to try to not only win their division, get that third seed, and get out of that four seed, and not have to play up uh, across the border? Yeah, I, I think it would be James. Now I want to double check because I believe that Boston holds the tiebreaker. Uh, with the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. They have the better divisional record. Uh, they have the better conference record. So I think even if they end up with the same record, Philly would be uh, tied into that four seed. And I, I think, James, when it comes to the 76ers, it's not just Matisse, uh, Matisse Thibel's inability to play because that would be Matisse Thibel who can't play for Boston. That would be Al Horford and Jalen Brown uh, who wouldn't be available for them. But I, I think in reality, it's more about Philadelphia. The, the, the 70, or excuse me, the Raptors are a terrible matchup for the Philadelphia 76ers. The Raptors love to run and get up and down the floor. They're a top transition team, both offensively and defensively. The 76ers are the second worst transition defense in the NBA. Uh, Toronto is three and one against Philadelphia this year. So they have had lots of problems with the Raptors. So I think on top of not having Thibel, they don't want that series because they just don't match up well with uh, Toronto, but it looks like that is indeed going to be the case here. It's at least the extremely likely case, uh, unless they finish with a better record than Boston, then of course they would surpass them. But if it's the same record, uh, then they're going to be stuck in that four seed and it's going to be a problem for them taking on Toronto. But I think that's the motivation, especially for Boston. As you mentioned, you fall down there. You're talking about two key role players and Robert Williams not being available. And all of a sudden the team that had championship aspirations is extremely fragile in a series with the Toronto Raptors. The uh, Golden State Warriors moving to seven-point favorites in the consensus now all over town pretty much here in Las Vegas as they get uh, steamed here not long before tip-off. John, sticking in the Eastern Conference, uh, is there a team, James and I were discussing this a little bit earlier on the program, uh, we have both been, and I'm sure you have as well, been very impressed with the Milwaukee Bucks the last few weeks. It looks like this team is ready to make another run at a title. Uh, plus 250 to win the Eastern Conference. The Nets at plus 320. The Celtics at plus 425. And the Sixers at plus 450. Uh, not a whole lot of separation between those four teams. Do you have any tickets in pocket or a team that you like uh, to win the Eastern Conference crown? So I, the, the the ticket in pocket that I have, it was a value grab, Brady. I've got Boston at 66 to one to Ooh. win the NBA finals. Oh, okay. um, and yeah, to win the NBA finals, not, not the Eastern conference. And so I'm hoping that they can make a little bit of a run and I can get off of this. But for me in the East, you know, I've got a Miami heat ticket that I bet at the beginning of the, like, I would say actually probably more like closer to January at 14 to one to win the NBA finals as well. But it's, like, I was talking about this the other day with Will Hill and I was on his podcast, um, Everything just to me comes up Milwaukee when you look at the Eastern Conference. They, they are becoming healthier. Uh, Brooke Lopez now back in the lineup for about a month now. The numbers with him at center haven't been great, but they're working out the kinks, and he's been there for a while. So, you know, once you get into playoff basketball, I figure things will work themselves out. You mentioned Giannis and this end-of-season run that he has been on, especially that week against Philadelphia and Brooklyn. He is 
seemingly the best player in basketball. If you factor in the way he plays defensively, it, it just, I mean, when you look at the Eastern conference around them, Miami has a very stagnant half court offense has a lot of problems. And in those half court sets, you can pick on guys like Tyler hero, or Duncan Robinson defensively. If you look at Boston, we talked about the Robert Williams injury. If that's going to be the case, I mentioned 76ers and their problems. How about this guys, Philadelphia, their bench is a big problem. Joel Embiid off the floor. They have a negative nine net rating and a defensive rating of nearly 130. They're just not good wow. without Joel Embiid on the floor. Those bench minutes are going to be a problem. So as I look at the Eastern Conference, it just keeps coming up Milwaukee and it looks like they might get a first round matchup with Brooklyn. And Brooklyn, as we know, is extremely flawed on defense. Their best offensive lineup out there with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, they have an offensive rating of over 125, but they only outscore opponents by about 1.8 points per 100 possessions because they're so poor on the defensive end of the floor. And I think that ultimately holds them back. I, you know, it's we talked so long for the last couple of weeks about, hey, teams jockeying position to avoid the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't know. I think Brooklyn should have been jockeying position or should be to avoid the Brooklyn Nets. I think Brooklyn should have been a jockeying for position to avoid Milwaukee because I think they're a terrible match of form. It looks like they're going to get him in the first round. JVT, let's switch to the Western Conference and Phoenix. Really just been cruising along since the All-Star yeah. break, playing through the Chris Paul hand injury and sitting with the best record across the league at 64-17, and 17, rolling into the final game tomorrow. But thinking about the Suns and then the Memphis Grizzlies, and I want to kind of get your assessment of the Grizzlies. We were talking about this earlier on the program. Just if we see these young teams, and they as the years go by through the playoffs, they learn, they grow. And we saw that with the Grizzlies taking their first step up the ladder in the playoffs last year, using some of that to be able to come back and, and that experience from what they did last year into this year, sitting as the two seed in the West. Uh, is it just a foregone conclusion that it's going to be the Suns rolling through the West and we get a rematch to your point with the Milwaukee Bucks or can the Grizzlies and or maybe the Clippers who gave them a run last year before all the injuries in that final uh, against the Suns? Who's going to give the Suns a run in the West? So I think the Suns, I think ultimately, James, we do get that rematch, but to your question about who offers one of the biggest challenges to them, I think the team that is the most intriguing um, is not Memphis or the Los Angeles Clippers. I think the team that is currently slated fourth with Luka Doncic, the Dallas Mavericks, I think to me, are playing some of the best basketball since the beginning of the calendar year. They have an elite player. And if you've watched him each of the last two seasons in the playoffs, he's been incredible. He, he almost single-handedly took down the Los Angeles Clippers in both of those series. He is phenomenal in some of these big championship moments. And you talk about like building up, right? Your, your, uh, your credentials essentially in postseason play. Luka Doncic has done that. And he's done that international play and he's done it in the NBA. He is extremely tested and this team's better than it was before. Kid has them playing incredible defense. They now have a three guard lineup with Spencer Dinwiddie and Jalen Brunson. That is really good on the offensive end of the floor. I, I think it's really important for them to get that three seed because I think a two, three matchup at the second round against Memphis is obviously much more winnable than a Phoenix series. But I think if we're talking about teams that are pretty intriguing, I've got Dallas at 14 to one to win the Western conference. I think that is the team for me that presents the biggest challenge potentially for the Suns. Very interesting. John, uh, just about a minute left here. I want to go quickly over the uh, postseason awards. Is uh, Jokic just far and away, is this a, a dead issue that he's going to win the MVP rookie of the year? Evan Mobley's the favorite. And then does your man Jaron Jackson still have a chance for defensive player of the year? It's a fleeting chance, but it's there. He's got the numbers. He had four blocks in the first half today, Brady. So he should he should get some consideration. But as far as the other two concerned, yes. At this point of the season, Jokic should lift that trophy again. It's the start of the regular season next year. He's been incredible. When he's off the floor, they are the Houston Rockets statistically. When he is on the floor, they are the Phoenix Suns. It's incredible what he's been able to do. The milestones that he has set this year, he is the most valuable player. Rookie of the year is interesting because Mobley's missed time here down the stretch. And I wonder how much... 
that affects voters because Scotty Barnes has been good. But if you were to like twist my arm and make me make a choice, I still think Evan Mobley is your winner of the rookie year at this point. Yeah, I mean, you could even say he's been the most valuable player for that team. Look at uh, how good they were and the run that they were on and then uh, since he's been injured. Uh, John, thank you very much. We're going to be leaning on you heavy this time of the year. We enjoy the conversation, and uh, you enjoy the rest of your Saturday night, my friend. I will. It's a great time of year. The grind is over, and it pays off now, boys. All right. That is indeed Jonathan Von Tobel. Check him out Monday through Friday on the Edge and also weekends with his podcast, The Hardwood Handicappers. We'll be back with more in just a moment on the VSIN Bet Center. is Bet Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back into the VSN Bet Center. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you checking a scoreboard here on the ice. The Florida Panthers leading the Nashville Predators 2 to 1. Just about four and a half minutes left to go in the third period there. The live total has been taken off the board. It was as low as four and a half. And remember, this game went off with a total of seven, just three goals currently in the net down there in Nashville and Florida looking to continue its winning ways. Uh, James, real quick, uh, you and I, again, not huge hockey betters during the regular season. I, I hard And last season, it seems like I made a lot more regular season hockey bets than I have this year. I don't know if it's we've been more busy with football and basketball or whatever, golf. I don't know what it is, but I really do love postseason hockey. It's like a totally different sport, the intensity. And we've got about three more weeks left of the regular season, and then we are going to indeed be into postseason hockey. Any futures bets, or have you started to kind of look around a little bit and and figure out who you might be uh, wanting to back this year when we do get to the postseason on the ice? Brady, I have not. I've been trying to get through, like we talked about, cyclical for me. It's NFL for sure. That's the bulk of my time during those six months. Then we roll into college basketball. And to your point, now that college basketball is just finished, and I know we've got Major League Baseball kicking off and opening day just the other day, and we're getting that grind of a season starting. I'll be really focused on NBA playoffs until we get to the NHL playoffs. And I do dabble a little bit in the NHL playoffs, but I'm going to be more so – Watching series and looking at adjustments that are being made and being able to make plays and bets, um, and but for the most part, I'm going to be looking to some of our other experts on this network that have a lot, a lot more insight into the ice than I do, and so I'm not afraid to bet it, and I bet it plenty over the last few years, but it really pertains to playoff hockey as opposed to regular season. Yeah, day in and day out, you've got uh, articles and updates and appearances on air from our man Andy McNeil and then Lou Finicaro. What I like about Lou, uh, he specializes only in postseason hockey. He kind of lets the entire regular season be his uh, observation period and then makes his decisions on what he wants to do in the postseason. Uh, got some advice from Mr. Finicaro not too long ago. I have uh, futures tickets on the Carolina Hurricanes and the Calgary Flames to win their respective conference. So both looking pretty good right now. Hopefully uh, that plays out here over the next uh, couple of months or so. Uh, over to the Diamonds, the New York Mets and the Washington Nationals still scoreless, but the Mets are threatening here. 
Uh, let's see. They have got no outs and two runners on. I take that back. One out and two runners on in the top of the fifth. Uh, the Mets trying to put a first run on the board here in the nation's capital. Your in-game total is currently at five. The Cincinnati Reds and Atlanta Braves. Atlanta still up there two to nothing on Cincinnati. They have hit the fourth inning there. Cincinnati at bat in the top of the fourth, and your in-game total there is at eight. The San Diego Padres and Arizona Diamondbacks are just underway. San Diego is batting in the top half of the second inning, and Arizona already with a run on the board, leading the Padres one to nothing. And James, I know you and I were discussing possibly looking at the uh, first five under six and a half runs there between the Rockies and the Dodgers, and Colorado already put a run on the board. Now Los Angeles batting in the top of the second, one to nothing Rockies. Your total has come down just a hair for the entire game, now down to 11, when it closed at 11 and a half. Well, and if they hold on to it behind the dish, there is a play at the plate. Chris Bryant, you know, you can't run over the catchers anymore. Those days are gone and got to put a safety base out there, I suppose, for plays at the plate. But Chris Bryant slides home. There was a play at the plate. It's clean slide, just put it. No spikes going. No Ty Cobb action here. Just came in feet first and jarred the ball loose. And the ball was actually knocked out of the catcher's hands. So they were able to, out of the glove, so they were able to score that run. Yeah, I didn't get involved. I thought about it. I was Because, I, I, again, I like Herman, Herman Marquez play, pitching at home. Just, some pitchers come in here. We know that whether you're the, the opponent, the visiting team, or the starting for the pitchers on the roster for the Rockies just struggle pitching in Coors Field. Not so much because of the thin air. I think it's just the dimensions. The alleys are, the power alleys are so big there. And I think they just struggle with a lot of the, the, the outfielders have to play so deep. So there's a lot of balls that are hit in front of the outfielders. And a lot of times because of those alleys, they have to play deeper in that sense. And so I think for, for this game here, I was really tempted, but I tried to, I'm really Brady really trying to stay disciplined right now. It's something it's a work in progress every day. It's a work in progress for me to be a disciplined sports better. So I did not get involved with that first five under sitting at six and a half. Well, it might be a good decision. Who knows? And now here yeah. the in-game uh, number dips down to ten and a half. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you, I don't know if you can ever beat yourself up about a bet you don't make. No. Uh, because no. as betters, that, that's really our biggest advantage, I guess, if you will. The house has to put, they have to put up everything. We don't have to bet on everything. So I don't always kick myself for a bet I didn't no. make, especially if it's frivolous and I just want action or something like that. Those are probably the worst bets to make. Uh, the New York Mets now with runners at second and third, still one down, a 3-2 count. I believe that's Lindor at the plate, and he is going to walk. So we'll have bases loaded here. Uh, the Mets certainly threatening in the top of the fifth, currently scoreless with the Washington Nationals. Coming up a little later on, you've got the Houston Astros at the Los Angeles Angels. That one will start about a half an hour from now. The Houston Astros taking the first two games of this series so far on the road. And quite the pitching matchup there, James. You were talking a little earlier about Justin Verlander. Noah Syndergaard going for the Los Angeles Angels. And it seems like it's been a couple of years since we've really seen either of these pitchers, both coming off of Tommy John, uh, Tommy John surgery. I think it's a pretty difficult handicap. I, I believe earlier you were saying, you know, possibly fading Justin Verlander, but... You know, how do you, when you have this matchup between pitchers with similar stories coming into this game, 
how do you really handicap this one from a pitcher standpoint? Well, it's not so much that I'm fading Justin Verlander or fading the Astros. I'm not playing the game. I'm playing the pitcher prop here. And and I've been looking for those that I've been trying to find. That now, we talked about this earlier where and it's very small caption and a small sample size, but I knew it was going to be small just because it's the first, you know, the first game. I didn't see what Thursday was, but yesterday, 12 games were played yesterday. That means you had 24 starting pitchers. 18 of those pitchers went five innings or less. Some due to pitch counts, some due to they just got shelled early. Giolito had a, he was pitching well, but had to leave that game against the Tigers with the uh, abdominal injury. I think that he sustained, so he had to come out. So that's where I went here. This was thinking about to your point. We haven't seen either of these pitchers. Syndergaard, he just threw two innings at the end of last season just to get a little work last year, Was did Thor. And then I think for the other side with Justin Verlander, he's going to make his first start since July of 2020, since that pandemic year when he got hurt and tore his, to, when he had to have that, that uh, surgery on his elbow. So here I'm betting against Verlander to go. And I was surprised, Brady, that this number was as high as it was. His total outs, so in this sense here, it, it's uh, five and two-thirds innings that he'll need to go to beat me. It's I went under 16 and a half outs for Justin Verlander. I just don't see him going beyond five innings. Is he fully capable? Absolutely. But this is his first start in nearly two years, and he pitched 13 innings in four starts in spring training. In spring training, he was on a 75-pitch count. And I don't see how that all of a sudden changes going into your first start of the season. Dusty Baker knows and the Houston Astros know, and so does Justin Verlander, that this is going to be a grind of a season. They're chasing a championship. They're not chasing trying to get six innings here. You get pitch five innings, you're ahead. Pitcher qualifies for the win. I think that's what we see here. So that's where I went with the bet. I'm not betting against either team. I'm not playing the total here. I just thought that number was too high at 16 and a half outs. And I did have to pay some juice on it, $1.30. And I told myself, Brady, and this was my this was my dilemma. All right, well, I'm just going to just throw nickels here and there. I'm going to be very limited and be disciplined with what I did. Well, I've since up that. And so I went to three units. I've got, I risked three dimes on this one. I really like it. I just don't see Verlander. I can see him pitching five innings, 15 outs. I just can't see Dusty Baker running him out there again to start the six. So 16 and a half outs. I did pay the juice at $1.30 to go under. I tell you what, it makes too much sense to me, James. Uh, you know, I'm with you. I, I don't, I mean, it's an interesting number that the book would put up. I mean, yeah. they, you would think we would have, you know, like-minded thinking here on, you know, this guy coming off of injury, what he just did. No, I, I'm with you. I, I certainly can't argue with that bet. Uh, that looks like it's going to be the end for Adone and the Washington Nationals as he just gave up a grand slam to Ooh. Pete Alonzo. The former Florida Gator gets his first home run of the season there, and it's New York Mets four and the Washington Nationals nothing. Uh, it, it was really tough. Odone was really struggling with his command. He walked the hitter prior to Alonzo and then went to a 2-0 count on Alonzo. I'm not sure if he threw another ball, but uh, grooved one pretty well inside on Alonzo that he was able to turn on and take out over the left field wall. So the New York Mets now up 4 to nothing and still batting with just one out in the top of the fifth inning there in the nation's capital. 2 to nothing, Braves still up on the Reds. 1 to nothing, Diamond backs over the Padres and Colorado still batting in the bottom of the second with a one nothing lead on the Dodgers. We'll be back with more in just a moment of the VSIN Bet Center right here at VSIN, the sports betting network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Our all-digital MLB guide at vcin.com is available now. And Adam Burke has futures, team previews, and best bets for all 30 teams. Plus, Jason Weingarten's MLB futures bets, trends, and more. Sign up today and get full access to vcin through the NFL draft for only $19. It's all available at vcin.com sin.com slash spring Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you here inside the bet center keeping tabs on the Mets and the Nationals and also the Dodgers and the Colorado Rockies the Rockies batting with two down in the bottom of the second and runners at first and second they lead the Dodgers one to nothing trying to even up this series right now 
at one game apiece. And the Mets got a grand slam from Pete Alonzo to make it four to nothing. They lead the Washington Nationals, and they are still batting in the top of the fifth. They do have a runner on first with two down now and a full count to Jankowski at the plate, who is currently one for two on the evening. The Atlanta Braves still leading the Cincinnati Reds two to nothing. They're in the bottom of the fourth inning there. The Diamondbacks one to nothing over the Padres. Padres batting in the top of the third inning there, and your in-game total has dipped to eight in that game. Colorado and Los Angeles, one to nothing. I mentioned your in-game total has dipped from the opener. It was 11.5, now down to 10.5, and later on this evening, it'll be the Houston Astros at the Los Angeles Angels. We were talking about that one, and we'll touch on it again. Noah Syndergaard taking on Justin Verlander, a very interesting pitching matchup there. I want to go back to the NBA a little bit here, James. And, of course, we're just a few days away from these play-in round games beginning. And, you know, I kind of like this format that the NBA went to. uh, I think it was just uh, last year. Maybe it's been two seasons now. But, obviously, you know, it seems like every sport wants to – uh, you, you know, it, it's like the naysayers just say you're handing out participation trophies as you and continue to expand the playoff picture. But I kind of like this play in round. It's a nice little idea as far as the format, I think. But we've got some odds here on which teams, you know, will they or will not or they will they not uh, make it out of the play in round. And the San Antonio Spurs, yes, to make it out is six to one. The no is minus 1,100. And, you know, Jonathan Von Tobel talked about this. I think it, I mean, it, it kind of was, you know, one one team was going up and the other team was going down. The, the difference between the Lakers and the Spurs the last few weeks of the season was incredible. And like JVT said, the Spurs were red hot. You know, can they maintain that and, and get in or get through the play-in round? And is 6-1 to one worth taking a shot at? Well, they're going to have to win two games, right? So they not only have to win the 9-10, they're going to have to go on the road for both of them because they will be the 10th seed. And and I do, to your point, Brady, I do like the play-in. I think last year, remembering the Memphis and the Golden State play-in game and the Lakers too, like those are, at least in the West, the East, I I feel like Indiana got blown. I I don't remember the East. Obviously, it wasn't very memorable because I think there were two blows, but the West with the Laker game and and the the Memphis Grizzlies, like those were great games and that was a lot of fun. But, you know, I I wish you could be at least 500 to get into these. I look at San Antonio, they're sitting 12 games under 500 right now. So in a sense, it does feel like participation trophy and you didn't really participate very well for the Spurs. But to (laughs) me here with Deontay Murray not be, well, who knows what his status is going to be. He's been out for a while with a respiratory illness. Now that said, what is that going to look like being able to get back if he does come back and how healthy, what is his win going to be like? Who knows what that, what, what that illness was like for him. Uh, but then you have Coach Pop on the sideline, and that's always an advantageous there. And then on the Pelicans side, you know, bang, they've had a lot of pieces. I don't even know if the Pelicans expected, based on the injuries that they sustained and, and Zion Williamson really not playing this year at all and not being a factor, like they were they even going to be here do they get to host this game? Yes, but um, you know, with Brandon Ingram being out, and that that's going to be an issue there. CJ McCollum coming in. I think with Ingram and McCollum, they had found some rhythm going on between the two of them, being able to spread the floor a lot of five out and ISO ball. But here with the Spurs, maybe I could see them getting by the Pelicans, but then having to go on the road, and especially if it's the Clippers and the veterans, we're seeing George now coming back. Powell's getting back onto the Clippers side. 
I just see the Clippers being able to come out of that side on the, whether it's the seven, if they can't win in Minnesota, being that eight, I, I just can't see the Spurs being get being able to get through either one of those teams. You know, it's kind of interesting that the Pelicans are a shorter price than the Spurs, at least in my mind. Uh, I, I'm with you that I think the Spurs have a good chance to get past the Pelicans. Now, further than that, I don't know. Uh, but the Pelicans to emerge from the play-in round are plus 320, the no minus 475. Uh, you mentioned the Clippers. They're the favorite, James. The yes at minus 550, the no plus 350. I certainly don't want to lay that price, but I tell you no. what, the other the other side of the coin is you mentioned Paul George and coming back from injury. Uh, boy, I mean, it, it didn't take him long to get acclimated uh, off of that injury. He's really been impactful for the Clippers and really, you know, spurred them on into this playoff picture for Los Angeles. And and I like this team. I, I, I absolutely think they, I mean, they, they deserve to be the favorite here and might be able to make some noise even further than that. Well, you've got veteran players on that team for one. And that was a team, you think about the playoffs last year and all the injuries, obviously Kawhi Leonard going down, but they suffered a number of injuries during that playoff run and still just battle-tested, com- really competitive team. And now with Kawhi Leonard being out and maybe he's com- not going to come back for this, for the play-in for sure. And maybe if, if they're able to make some kind of run in the playoffs, do they get Kawhi Leonard back? Who knows? He, that's one, that, there's one cat right there, Brady. You never get a read on where he's at. He didn't say anything <laughs> to anybody. Right. I think his teammates have no idea, but I, 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 you know, I just can't get past the fact that there's still, I think George is one of those players that doesn't need a lot of time. If he's missed some time, doesn't need a lot of time to get back out onto the court and start competing at a high level. He's just one of those all-star players. So, yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to lay that big price, too. So you said 550 Brady, to the yes. Yeah. I'm not going to lay a monster number like that. I'd rather lay the you know lay the number and see what those point spreads come out as far as laying the number as a favorite. But I'm not going to bet. I'm not going to bet the no. I think they find their way. There's too much talent and too much grittiness to that team with the veteran leadership that they have led by George to not be able to get past the plan and get one of those seven or eight seats might make more sense to just play the, you know, roll the money line, right? Play, play the yeah. Clippers on the money line, roll it over to the Clippers on the, on the money line, the next game. And, and I was mistaken. The Minnesota Timberwolves are actually the favorite uh, to get out of the play in round in the West at minus 900. And yeah. the no is five to one. And that one has me a little bit intrigued. I, I think I am more of a, a Clippers backer than a T-Wolves backer. I, I could see taking the no there at 5-1, to one, James. Well, I mean, if the T-Wolves T- play the Clippers and they lose, now they're going to host for the eight seed at home. So they're going to host, whether it's the Pelicans or the Spurs, whoever wins. So they're going to have two shots because they're that seven seed. Both those games will be played at home. So even if they lose the first one, they'll still be able to host the second. And right now with the, the status with the Spurs, maybe it's the Spurs that can go on. Maybe Murray can come back and and be healthy enough to get out there and compete and score for, for the Spurs. But going on the road into Minnesota, you know, Minnesota's an interesting team with Carl Anthony Towns. We know it that kind of falls in love with a three ball a lot, but potential to be able to be score at all three levels. We know he's got the skill and the talent to do that and some interesting guard play for the T Wolves. But yeah, I mean, between the two, whether it's the Clippers or the T Wolves, if I'm gonna bet the no, it's gonna be the T Wolves for sure. I am not betting the no against the Clips. Yep, I'm with you. Uh, How about the uh, eastern side of the deal here, the play-in round, the Brooklyn Nets at minus 1,600 to get out of the play-in round? I mean, it's kind of surprising that they're even in the play-in round, and obviously uh, I understand their favoritism here, 
Um, but gosh, eight to one on the no. You want any part of that? I don't know. I mean, they they just have to win at home. I mean, they're right now percentage or they're tied. I guess it's the tiebreaker. They're sitting in the seventh spot. We'll see what happens tomorrow to play the Cavs. But I don't I don't see the Nets losing that first round game. The Cavs have just been dealing with the great first half of the season, but obviously injuries up to the front court, injuries to the back court. I think that was really the killer for the Cavs. The second half of the season was the the revolving door of of guards that were available to play for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And then all of a sudden, now you're playing well. Nobody expected you to, and it's kind of a wake-up call for their opponents in the second half. But, yeah, I mean, the star power for the Nets, I think uh, the networks, for one, will definitely like need to have the Nets in the playoffs with Kyrie Irving and, and Durant in there. I'm not going to bet they know against the Nets. That I can't see any way, shape, or form that they lose that first round game. Whether they're playing that eight and they're the eight going on the road or playing at home for sure, uh, the, the Nets are going to advance. I can't play that game. We have got uh, tie ball games out here in the NL West. The San Diego Padres have scored a run to make it one apiece. They're still batting in the top of the third inning, and the Los Angeles Dodgers just hit a home run in that thin up, uh, thin air up there in Denver, Colorado. James, one apiece there in Colorado, and, and it was interesting. Uh, Colorado was able, or the Dodgers were able to stop the threat that the Rockies had going, and your in-game total jumped to eight and a half. Now after that home run, back to ten and a half for the in-game total between the Dodgers and the Rockies. We'll come back with more in just a moment. More of the VEASAN Bet Center right here on the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. 
Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.